Right, nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get a ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN to get your first case of eight beers for just 5 95 That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny I'm getting tired of doing these intros It's the third view from the ninny in a week After the mini pod that turned into a normal length pod And Cardiff drew one all with Middlesbrough The return of Neil Warnock with no fans Which he was probably quite happy about But he still managed to have a pop at the referee Joining me as always is the witness in disguise, Ben Price. Ben, how are you doing? Not too bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. And almost called you Tom Price, Tom Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very doing, well, Tom? thank you. For it. Not bad. Don't get my name wrong, please. Thanks. No, it's, it's because I said Ben Price and because I know, I know of the comedian radio presenter Tom Price. So it was just, you know, it, it and combined. Two funny blokes, get it. And two yes, funny right. blokes, yeah, combined, and you get Tom Phillips. Tom, how are things in the dark ages? Uh, yeah, still dark, um, yeah. but not going well. Going well, glad to hear it. Right, before we mess around, I don't know what I'm saying there. Let's just get into it. Middlesbrough, yesterday, we drew one all. Ben, did you like it or did you not? A bit frustrated, wasn't it? We got Warnock to the first half. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, it was one of those, isn't it? Better team for the first half, pretty comfortable, playing all right. Probably didn't create enough clear-cut chances. And that then is a classic Cardiff story. And then get done with the defending of a poor defender at a corner. Yeah, I mean, that's becoming a common theme, isn't it, this year? Poor defender gets set pieces, Ben. Yeah, what was it? Especially at home. Away from home, it seems to be a different story. But at home, I think it's four goals from set pieces, two from giving the ball away. And then, obviously, the um, decent goal by Bournemouth. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like us to do that. But even a goal against Bournemouth is bad defending. Yeah, true. Yeah. But it's just laps silly things that we sort of haven't really done in the past that I'm not sure why it's sort of coming now you think with people like Glatzel and Moore also defending the corners you'd be able to block the run and sort of stop those goals from going in but new not at the moment who, who are you blaming I'm blaming Georgie Wood who are you blaming um going off what everyone was saying on Twitter yesterday uh, I'm going to blame Josh Murphy because he seemed to get the blame for fucking everything yesterday even though he was all right oh god that classic story Tom what did you make of the game 
Um, it was okay. Like we we just didn't create enough before sixty minutes, and then we mm-hmm. we've done we've just seemed to start at games badly at the moment. Like we've gone behind in every game at home, and you just can't do that. And we we getting punished at the moment. And then we at like the sixty minute mark, we kind of go, ah, oh, we're actually okay at football. <laughs> They're not that much better than this. Should we have a go? And it was the same again. And I I don't know. Middlesbrough still a chance the second half, mind. It's it's not like it was all us, but at least there was a bit of endeavour from us. And I don't mind conceding the odd one or two if it's because we're trying to score the other end. But it's just these sloppy ones from set pieces and giving the ball away when we're not really attacking ourselves. We're just kind of we're just shooting ourselves in the foot at the moment. Just a little bit frustrating. Do you think, Ben, that you know we made four changes again yesterday? We, we the aforementioned Josh Murphy came in, Osei Tutu came back in at the back, Rolls was in, and, and Moore was back in up front. Now, I, you know, de- dependent on whether the players did well, that's another matter. But do you think those changes are having an impact? Do you think that's what's causing the slow starts? I don't know. It's hard to say because you've got to rotate the squad, but also you mm-hmm. need familiarity within the lineup to sort of, sort of consistency, so people know what exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and possibly it was because I've watched it a couple of times. I can't quite work out who was marking Sable for him to score the goal. So who's at fault? It was Volks, I think, from what I remember from the the replay I saw today. It looks like Volks has him and then just loses him a little bit. Right. So it's sort of yeah. It's again. I don't know if it is. I I think Volks had a shocker first half hour as well, but we'll come on to that probably. Um, I really just don't get. I get why he's rotating, but I can. It's a fair point saying that they might be the reason why we're starting so slowly because people just don't know their roles inside out. You, you, you touched on Josh Murphy just before um, that question came in. He did seem to get some criticism on Twitter, but I, I think that's nothing new with Josh Murphy. He could probably score a hat trick and someone would moan why he didn't get a fourth. Um, how was he yesterday? He was all right. First half, he looked bright, looking to get the ball, got stuck in a couple of tackles. Could always be. That's doing very that. unlike him. But he was. He was like getting stuck. He could have been a bit stronger for a lot of it, but he was looking for the ball, took a couple of def- decent efforts on. Um, he, fa- he faded very quickly. You can see he's not match fit. So clearly they're still not quite ready from that injury he picked up at the start of the season. But he was all right. Tom, what do you make of the Josh Murphy debacle? Um, that's what I'm going to call it. Um, do you think he's unfairly treated? I understand frustrations from fans, but I think they take it a bit far. I think that... I, it, because he, we were signed for, what was it, a £12 million, we are expecting quite a lot of him and it's never really happened. But I'm, I'm, one for, I'm not one for like getting on players' backs and stuff. But we, we seem to have done it quite early on with him and just maintained our level of annoyance. But like yeah. even when, and just to the point that when he does something good, it's just like, well, he's expected to do that. We shouldn't be like applauding it. But yeah, I thought he had an all right game yesterday. Like We're crying out for people to have an, uh, to have an effort on goal and he was having a go. But between him and Wilson... Is the only people who really kind of have a little pop of the keeper. Apart from that, we do seem to struggle. So I think it's a welcome, it's welcome to see him back in the team, and hopefully he gets a bit of run now he gets his fitness up. Do you, ben, do you think obviously when he started, he what was it the Fulham game, the Burnley game, even the, the Newcastle game in particular when he when he first signed for us, the nil nil at home, he caused the Newcastle right back, I think it was, to go off at half time because he'd spun him inside out. Do you think? People are just annoyed that he's not reaching those heights again, or do you, do you think it's that perception of a lack of effort? I mean, I don't think he does any, anything different really than other wingers have done in the past. So I don't know why he gets singled out so much. Uh, I think it's the price tag. I think purely people see it. He's, a, he's an eleven million pound player, and sort of you know what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a case of everyone's thinking he's shit because and he's got no ability. Because I think 
everyone knows he's a really good player, probably the most talented player in the squad on the ball if he gets it, if he is with it. Um, I think I think he got like two, three players sent off first half of the season in the Premier League. So he shows how tricky of a winger he is and sort of even his goals, his first goal he scored against Fulham was on came up on Twitter the other day. Oh, it was wonderful. Even stuff like that just it was but that was a player in conference. He had just come from Norwich where he had a really good breakthrough season, was absolutely just flying. And if he can hit that level of confidence again, then we've got an absolute world beater on our hands. And I think that's where the frustration lies with a lot of fans. But like you said, some fans just like a scapegoat. And if he scored a hat trick, you're right, they would criticise him for not getting four. I do, I do think he's. I, I want to say he's made. I don't want to say he's made a rod for his own back because I don't think he's done anything in particular very wrong. Even last year, he was one of our top scorers um, towards the end of the season. It's just fans seem to have it in for him. And Tom, do you think it's purely a confidence thing with him? Do you think he's on the floor because he doesn't seem to have recovered really since that first half of the Premier League season? His confidence seems to have drained since then. Yeah, I think a lot of it is a mentality thing. Um, you know, there was games last season, early on especially, where he looked a bit weary to take people on because he knew people would just get on his back straight away. I think we've mentioned it before when we played Brentford away and just people, he was coming off at half-time and they've got that um, tunnel in the corner and the fact where the away fans right next to him. They were oh, just yeah. absolutely pummeling him. So I think it's a little bit of that, a bit of mentality side of it because he knows he's going to get a bit of stick, but he hasn't got that excuse at the moment because there's no one in the ground. But I think it's just like kind of a hangover from that. Um, and, you know, when he, le- when he left Lot- Norwich, he didn't have a lot of kind of adversity when he was coming to us in terms of not a lot had gone wrong in that season before. And Cardiff's probably like the first time he's had a consistent run of bad performances and he hasn't really recovered from it. Um, but hopefully he does at some point. But I think it's, kind- it's looking like it's a losing battle, to be honest. I remember getting into an argument with someone at the Brentford game because the ball hit him in the face and people blamed him. Yeah, it was like, how's he? I, I literally was like, how, what's he supposed to do? The balls hit him in the face, square on. What do you want him to do? I think that summed, <laughs> that sums up our fan base and yeah. the fact and kind of the luck he was having at that point as well, when yeah. nothing was kind of going his way. But, yeah, completely. But yeah, I get, I do understand the frustrations with him when you see those beautiful goals and stuff. They are just few and far between, and there should be a lot more of it. And like when we, it was like Huddersfield last season, where he scored a couple when he went the last the middle for a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's hope he does it, but I don't know. It doesn't look good, I don't think. Leave it, leaving Josh Murphy there for now because I feel like we've given him uh, enough attention. Um, I'll say 2-2 went off injured again yesterday, Ben. Um, is this a trend of us rushing players back? It's happened with him. It's happened with Joe Bennett. Um, do you think the club are doing... I, I said it like that. Do the club are doing something wrong? Yeah, clearly they are. Medical, um, whether it's pressure from the manager to get him back in the squad quickly. Or um, the medical department clearing him when he's not clear. Um, it also shows, really does highlight how badly it was that we didn't send a right back. Mm. Um, look, we've said how long have we said this for now. We need a right back. Um, it's probably week four, isn't it, that it's coming up? Yeah, it's we've got to get someone in. Bakuna did all right, but I don't think Borough did a lot. To be honest, I think Borough were really poor on um, Saturday. I don't get where Warnock says he thinks they did enough to win the game. Um, Smithy's, you know, it's quiet when Smithy's hasn't made a worldie. Yeah, he didn't seem to make many saves, did he? He had the goal to deal with, but I don't don't remember anything else he was dealing with. Couldn't do anything for the goal, and then it was a very quiet day for him. I thought I thought Burrow were really really poor. They were just they were coming for a point, and they were delighted with that point, and they weren't looking to score. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those. It's just frustrating. 
that the club rush him back so quickly and he's going to be out for the longest period now. Do you, Tom, do you think this will be the wake-up call Harris needs to sign someone? I feel sorry for him a little bit with it because I think that the combination of like lack of pre-season and this congested fixture period, I think it's not just rushing them back. It's just It just highlights the, the lack of depth we have more than anything. It's because we're relying on players being fit. It just kind of highlights these injuries a little bit more than, say, in other clubs. I say, like, Forrest, an injury. But is, because, is, isn't that something that he should have taken action against and signed someone? If, if it's in his power as well, yeah. It might not be down to Harris, really. I, I'm sure he'd want more bodies through the door. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't think he's sitting there going, ah, we've got enough. I'm sure he's making that kind of knock on the door to yeah. Dalman and, and that caller saying, look, we need someone through the door. Um, but, yeah, we definitely need more depth in that area. But I, I don't think we'd be having this issue in a normal season. It's just, it's mad the amount of games that come in. Like, I'm not being funny. I'm getting tired for the amount of podcasts we're doing. So I can only imagine how, uh, how tired the players are having to turn Listen, mate, three days. listen, mate. There are, there are dozens of people waiting to join this bloody podcast. If you've had enough <laughs> of it, you can sling your hook. Uh, well, the, uh, Steve Morrison might be one of them after his commentary performance um, on, um, on the on Cardiff City player. I thought he was all right. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. itch it, itch it. <laughs> we've got between, between Greg Crackon Cunningham and Steve Hit It Morrison, I think we've got a couple of uh, potential lineups. I loved it. You just go, so Rosie. Like, go, on, Rosie. That's, I mean, that's that's quite an interesting thing, right? And I think the last couple of games, I've, I enjoyed Cunningham a lot on Tuesday because he just again, it was those moments where he goes, "Go on, hit it," and it's yeah. like you, it's like a real, it's like a very natural and and, and thing. It's, it's nice to see the players showing that passion, right? That's brilliant. It's um, I realize I there's two things. I didn't realize Cunningham was that Irish. He's very Irish, isn't he? Fucking <laughs> hell! I did not realize it was that full on that accent. Um, but yeah, I think the club took. Uh, that's one thing we should give credit to the club on. Actually, is they've taken on board the criticism the fans have sort of made about the commentary and sort of what's gone on there, and they changed it up and making it different. And I've actually really enjoyed the coverage they've sort of given over the last few weeks. I didn't realize that um, Greg Cunningham was from just outside Galway. So yeah incredibly irish <laughs> incredibly irish um i've lost the agenda so here it is um the, the goal we scored tom uh did we warnock warnock he was annoyed after the game about the the challenge that Phil, will vox put in on whoever he was meant to be marking i don't think there was a lot in it but do you can you see why warnock was annoyed I, it's just what he does isn't it i just now he's i think not he with- taught us that yeah, exactly. Now he's not with us. I don't give a shit what he says anymore because I know it's bollocks. Like, <laughs> so like, like, like you saw the headlines like, like Warnock saying it should have been a goal. I was like, I'm not even going to bother like humouring no, him. Have, I shouldn't have asked you then, should I? Oh, sorry. Yeah, wrong person to ask. No, but yeah, I, I understand he's just looking for an excuse. But yeah, it, it's the exact thing he would have told our players to do in that situation when he was there. So I think he should just... Should have really. <laughs> yeah. I, forgot, I forgot how much I missed Warnock waiting for the referee coming off the pitch. <laughs> it's just watch, watch to run through all the list of grievances. I was fucking class. He's he's walking off and he's like to all the players, like re- all the city players, really smiley fist bumps. Didn't like, didn't actually acknowledge Will Vox, which said a lot to me. Wow. Um, but the rest, but the rest of the players he used for had a really big smile on his face, and the referee comes into his sight, and fuck me, his face just drops. And he's oh, just you know. at him like a little fucking terrier. And it's just... He's a qualified oh, referee, so... isn't he? He is. Oh, I'd love to say he, it. He, he, that referee that blows up the free kick just at full time just after you've taken it, mate. Oh, God, don't. But enough of those kind of referees. Probably booked me after the whistle as well. Um, but do you, do you think Volks did anything wrong? Uh, you, uh, open up to you, Ben. But you're, you're shaking your head, Tom. Do you think he did anything wrong? 
Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't notice anything at the time. Only in the comments afterwards. So there's nothing in it. There's nothing yeah. in it. You're trying to take a bit of distraction away and sort of make it out like it's not a point, a three points dropped. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a Warnock deflection, and I love him for it. I'm not going to slag him off. It's just what he does. But there was nothing in that. As a, as a centre half, they're my favourite things to do because like if if a player isn't looking at you, you could just block him off and go, oh, you ran into me and um, get away with it. And I I was all for the shithousery of Will Boggs, so that's fine by me. Um, before we before we leave uh, leave the Middlesbrough game at hand, Ben, I, I looked at the Borough's um, results and their their kind of fixtures so far this season. I think they've only lost twice. They've they've beaten Bristol, drawn with Reading, who are kind of leading away at the top, drawn with QPR, drawn with Bournemouth. On paper, is a point against Middlesbrough. I, I know you said it, they didn't play very well. They didn't look like a uh, a particularly good side. But is a point an okay result? Uh, not really. Um... We should, it's a team we should be beating. And it was a it's a performance we should have, on, on paper, like everything, we were the better team. We should have taken all three points. We just couldn't get that decisive goal. I think Harry Wilson was having one of those days that he's going to have from time to time where he could be out there now and still wouldn't have scored. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just one of those days. I get what you're saying. That, like They've not had a bad start. They're above us and sort of one, I think it's one loss since the opening day, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think they've only lost once. Um, I think it's seven games, about five draws, maybe. <laughs> they've drawn a lot of games. They're very solid. They're not easy to break down, not easy to play against. They're a classic Warnock side, but yeah, it's a game we should have won, really. Tom, do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. Um, you know, it might not be a, a bad point in the grand scheme of things, like further down the line, but like after watching our 90 minutes, it's disappointed to come away with a point because they, they lack that little bit. Of, they don't have any cutting edge. They lack that little bit of quality. And that's why I was hoping for like a three 0 win or something, score a goal early. But it just we're not starting games well, so that it, it was never going to be that. You can see that from ten minutes in. But uh, yeah, I think it's a disappointing uh, draw, especially with like some of the other fixtures that we got coming up as well. Uh, before we'll, we'll get into the, the the wider our place in the table, but first let's go over to uh, Hugh Phillips for a Hugh from Ninian. Hugh, what did you make of that? Bloody Warnock. Thanks, Hugh. Uh, we asked for some tweets for the game. Uh, we had one tweet. Um, the league this year is appalling and anything other than the top six is an absolute failure. Um, talking about the kind of place in the table at the moment, I think I looked at the table and I was surprised to find us in 15th because it doesn't feel like we should be in 15th. But then I'm not sure if that's an illusion because the season is only seven games old but also feels a lot longer because the last season only finished about August, September time. Um, we're 15th, doesn't feel like that Tables all over the place But the worrying thing so far this season, Ben Is our home form, isn't it? We don't seem to be, as you alluded to We can't get started at home Why do you think that is? What is it because we're missing the fans? Is it just we're taking our home comforts for granted? I, I can't really figure it out 100% it's lack of fans um, The intimidation factor from our stadium has gone There's a few teams, sort of you look at Sheffield United In the Premier League A big mm. thing about their sort of results and sort of with us at home and our very good home record has been the fans. Like we can get our players back, but we also know when to support, and our support tends to be pretty good. Um, and it's not a nice place to come, Cardiff, when you've got the fans on there and you've got Die Hunt call asking if you want to look in his bag. Um, it's a distracting, difficult place to come, and I think that is one of the main reasons why we haven't got going home yet. Tom, do you think there's anything else? Twenty four games as well, I think. Yeah, I think, oh, oh, I think, not I think conclusions we're, here. Yeah, no, no, no. I think I think we're we've been historically pretty good at home, um, and I think just losing two in a quick in quick succession, 
and then just two damp squib of oh no sorry the Bournemouth result was a good one but then the, the damp squib of a draw I think I, I I think we'll pick up across the board in general in the league I think we're not taking well we're not creating or taking chances at the moment and I think mm-hmm. like we're, we're not losing many games and I I think that people are concentrating a little bit too much on this home away divide at the moment I think it'll even out as the months go on yeah it's a fair point um the international break again is just a couple of a couple of games away, which is pretty mental, really. I don't think we need another international break. We've got about four games between now and then. I mean, what what do you see is the ideal spot in the table for us to be in going into that international break? Ben, would we want to be in the mid table? Do you want us to be in the playoffs, or how would you want us to kind of set the platform for that break? I think ideally you want to be top half, touching distance of the playoffs, and you want to at worst three three points behind it. Um, any more than that before then you're sort of sort of thinking mm, we're right we're playing a fair bit of catch up very early on it's, it's it's still so close though i mean we're sitting in we're sitting in 15th on nine points norwich are in fifth on 13 points so we're only really tom two victories away from from clawing back some big ground well yeah i think was it are we just three points off the playoffs like from six? essentially yeah from six, yeah, yeah, well, I think that's the thing that early on in the season as well, it's not going to be a lot in it, but we don't want to be any further away than that. We don't want to be any further than three points. I think like the 15th like makes it look worse than it is. I think we're um, a chasing pack, aren't we? You sort of look at QPR on seven points and then you yeah. start thinking they're already, it's not going to happen for them. You're sort of at the bottom of where you want to be right now. Yeah, where, where we've got to worry a little bit is our like, next two games were like Derby and QPR, two teams were like below us. And if they win that game, it's dragging us down rather than us looking to like claw back the playoffs. So I think we've got to be very careful that we don't lose the next couple of games. Well, let's, let's look ahead to Derby then, which is coming up on Wednesday. Um, the game's again coming thick and fast. We're in a four-day break between the next game. Derby aren't doing so well. But they, they got a draw on Friday night. They're kind of 22nd in the table. Wayne Rooney's out, which I don't know if it's a gift or a curse at this stage of his career. Um, they got a late. Um, they kind of drew one all on Friday with a late goal from Lyle Taylor for Forest. Then, how do you view Derby as a threat? I don't think they're a threat at the moment until they get rid of Koku, which is coming. Um, I think if Rooney hadn't been isolated and out of this game, I think he'd have been gone already. Um, they're going to make a change. I think he's lost the dress room. You sort of a lot. Of their fans have said the same sort of thing. They're expecting the change to come. The players don't look that interested for him. Um, they're a good side on paper. Young, apart from Rooney, like they should be a threat. They should be much higher than they are. And I don't think they're going to be a real threat until Koku leaves and Rooney inevitably takes over. Tom, do you agree? I, I thought they were unlucky against Forrest. Um, it's probably their best performance of the season, bar maybe the smash and grab against Norwich earlier in the season. Like They, um, they had a disallowed goal for Martin Wagon being in an offside position and blocking the view of the... Um, goalkeeper which he wasn't so arguably they should have had all three points and I think Wagon's just come back into the team as well um scored a wonderful free kick so I think they're going to be a threat um I, I, I don't think it's going to be an easy game for us at all um again I'd be I'd be disappointed if we lost that game but I, I don't think I'd be too annoyed if we drew whoa that's a, a brave thing to say I don't know is it is I don't know. I've, I've become a lot more pessimistic recently. Yeah, I was say, you don't see, you don't see yourself. No, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, boys. Yeah. <laughs> ben, Ben, would you? It sounds like from your from your comments about Koku and Derby, it's nothing but a win on Wednesday, right? 
I wouldn't go that far. Like you still got to take into account they're a good side. Um, mm. If you come away with there with a point and you've played all right, that's not going to be the end of the world. Um, if we've come away from there with a point, we've played shit. It's going to be more concerning. Um, performance is a key for me at the moment. We need to get that level. We need to start looking like we're about to click. Um, there was glimpses of it against Borough, and there's been glimpses of it against Bournemouth. It's sort of it's just when when is it actually going to actually snap into place and we're going to batter a team? Yeah, as I say, it feels like we're fight really. Yeah, it feels like we're finally getting into a rhythm. Bournemouth's second half was particularly good. It sounds like yes, you know, yesterday we put in a good shift in the second half. It just feels like we're one or two games away at this stage, right? Of it being a full ninety-minute performance. It's felt like that for a while. Yeah, I like um, like it felt like that towards the end of last season as well. And then we'd ha- like, for example, like the playoff game where we thought we'd go, we'd go into the playoff, and then we just kind of just did nothing at home, and then performed away. And it's just we're not we're not piecing games together in blocks. Like yeah, like you said, we're not getting a full ninety minutes, but we're not we're not playing well for two or three games at a time that you really need to be doing if you if you want to be in the upper echelons of the league. And like it's, it's frustrating. Now's the time, really. We've got a block of four games kind of before an international window. Mm-hmm. This is where we can really kind of stamp on authority on the league and show why people have been tipping us to be towards the top of our league come the end of the season. Before we jump ahead to those four games, Ben, what what change you know? There's inevitably be some squad rotation coming up on Wednesday. What changes do you see Harris making, or what changes would you make? I'd like to see Marlon Pack come in. Um, oh, just yeah. A bit, of, a bit of control in that midfield. I know that I can see the anger in your face as I say that for your just sheer <laughs> contempt. What, what I, honestly, he's, 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 what he's can't winning see around. It's the dartboard with Marlon Pack's face on it that you've got in your bedroom. Yeah. Really unfair. It was Aiden Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, Pax, Pax winning, winning us all round, and you know, I would look. I could defend my criticism of all day, but it's there in four four two for everyone to read. I thought he maybe should have <laughs> left the club, but he's he's been one of our best performers so far this year. So I'd happily welcome him back into the team, Ben. That's backtracking. That is. Yeah, it is. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too proud to backtrack. Yeah, but I think it's, he's just missing it. He, he was sort of the missing piece, I think, in the midfield on um, Saturday. I just think he was just him controlling that game. I think has been very different performance. He sort of he's starting to make us tick, which is exactly what he was brought in to do. And sort of Harris mm-hmm. found a way of making that happen. Volks was a bit erratic; just couldn't pick a pass out on Saturday. And I drop him out for um, Pack. Other than that, actually, I'd start Glatzel as well, just because I love Big Bobby G. Would you start Tom? Would you would you trade Glatzel out for more at this stage? I play them both. I've, whoa. Yeah, I know. I'm a I'm a radical thinker. Um, in no, what like, though? A four four two, a three five two, a five three two? Let's just not go any further than that random comment I said. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't know Harris's job. Four, three, and many, three. many other reasons. But um, yeah, yeah they, they did play well together on Saturday when they came on. It was the change that sort of sparked us into life a bit. Yeah, because balls weren't dropping for us because. There weren't people there, and it still didn't really work too well when they were both playing together. But like, I think we're putting balls into the box, but we're, we're kind of not getting in the right positions to capitalise from it. And I'd like to see both of them in there being a pain in the ass with defenders because they're both good with their feet and they're both good in the air. So just yeah. play them both. Why not? Like, one can do one job, one can do the other. They can swap it about, do whatever they want. I reckon just put them both on there and see if it works. Maybe Derby's not the time for it. But at some point in the next couple of games, I want to see both of them on the field at the same time from the outset. Yeah. Would would you would you did I don't know I don't know if I heard Murphy's name or not. Would you keep Murphy in or would you drop him out? Either of you, Ben. Let's go with you first. Uh, I keep him. Um, 
just give Hoylich a bit more of a rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll happily admit I t- I've taken a bit of flack from a few people for my criticism of Hoylich for the Bournemouth game. Was um, it Junior himself? Did he get on the phone to you? Yeah, on my slid into my DMs. I prick yeah. on the same, but <laughs> I fucking flamo. Sounds like him. He's picked up the Welsh accent very well. Yeah, to be uh, fair, he does live in Abercurran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you looking at my missus? But then, yeah, he's. He, um, I just still think he needs a bit more rest to come back in and be the most effective junior. Even I just, he just doesn't seem to be. There was times. There was one time he was chasing the ball out, and six months ago he'd have kept that ball in play. And I just think that's sort of the issue I've got with Hoyle is I'm probably missing the old junior, not accepting for who he is now. Miss the old Kanye. Um, Tom, would you keep Murphy in? No. Uh-oh. Not, not if I was doing... Don't let Josh hear you say that, mate. <laughs> He'd be um, upset. Um, not if you were playing with the two up top. Uh, because I think you can't afford to have another attacking-minded player in that role then. I think if you're keeping Wilson on the field as well with two big lads up top, I think Hoyle brings that kind of added reassurance. But then would I play him? I'm trying to work out how I'd fit both of them into the system. Talk us I through it, mate. Got, Talk us through it. I haven't got it yet. I'm trying to work out right. what to do. Five of the back. Who, Wilson, who's Wilson, in goal? Wilson, Wilson who's in on goals? the right. Ojo on the left. Two yeah. big top with Pack and Riles in the middle. Four, four. Fucking two. Yeah, that could work, actually. So what Ben said, maybe. But who's I'm in goals? Sure. I'd probably go some of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right back. Um, is Osatutu fit? No. Well, we don't know. He's fit for this because that's, that's not overcomplicated. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going four four two. You're going four four two. Yeah, I'm going to go four four two. I was trying to be like clever with it. It's like, do you play Morris and Nelson and Benkovic, and then have wingers? I said, like, eh, like, no. <laughs> so yeah, four four two. If if, if two two was fit, that kind of three five two might work quite well because I think him and Hoylet could be good defensive attacking wingers. Yeah, defense defensive wing back. Sorry. Um, or attacking wing backs, and but then you'd have to play Wilson as a front two, so you just you're kind of losing a bit of width in the attacking third, I guess, because you're relying on the wing backs getting up and down, right? Yeah. And would, you, would you drop Ojo right now? Because I wouldn't. No. No, I wouldn't either. Really. I've um, changed my opinion on him 180 completely. I've done a bem. Yeah. On Marlon Pack, um, he's been good. <laughs> I had to work out the um, angle in my head. I was like 180. That's back to where he started. No, that's 360. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a maths major. Um, looking, looking beyond Derby then, obviously we're talking about the international break. We've got, you know, if you look at the table, you look at uh, the names that are involved, we've got a relatively friendly run of fixtures. So, we're, you know, we've got Derby, QPR, Barnsley, and then a, a lovely seven-side Derby to round off before the international break. Ben, where, where do you see the winnable games there, you know, <clears throat> and how many points is a kind of must from these four games? Are you looking targeting all 12? or? I think if you came away with nine points from those four games, you'd be buzzing, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I think that'll put you there or thereabouts. Um, <clears throat> again, like I said, if you can come out this block unbeaten, it's not the end of the world. It'll put us in a place where we're not going to be too far far behind. Mm-hmm. Do you th- where do you see us winning those games? Do you see us beating um, Barnsley, beating QPR? I think Barnsley are desperate for a win, and they they're sort of struggling since they might have just gone to New York, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a hell of an upgrade, isn't it? Barnsley to New York, fucking fair play to the boy. He was, he was a good manager before he came to Barnsley. I think he always took Barnsley as a stepping stone. Yeah, and he, he waited well. He kept him up. Yeah. Controversially, but he kept him up. Um, yeah, I think Barnsley's a game, especially at home, we should be winning. I'd target that for the first home win. 
QPR, you don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes good, sometimes shit. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, it's yeah, it's between them. So if you drop points against Derby and Bristol, at Bristol we can take the piss all we want, but they're in good form at the moment. They're not a bad side. They're playing well. No one. Um, they, what did they drew? They drew with Swansea at the weekend, um, and I think they lost to Middlesbrough last week. They, I mean, you say they're in good form, second, but second though. They are yeah. second, but what I was going to say is their last three games, they've drawn with Barnsley, drawn with Swansea, and lost to Middlesbrough. All right, I'll shut my so, things, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not saying shut your face, but I'm just saying, like, I think... Sounds like it. Yeah. Ben, shut the fuck up, mate. This whole, this whole league is just all over the place, isn't it? Like, teams that are in good form are actually less so than you actually think, you know, when you look beyond the surface, Tom. Well, it was pretty much Redden have kind of run away with it, and then everyone yeah. else is in a melting pot. Because like yeah. between, between or fighting six, for yeah, because we're what five points off second, but Redden are on up to Madwin. That I, I keep thinking that they're going to drop off, but they haven't yet. But yeah, the league is uh, is all over the place. But you say it's like a kind run of fixtures, is it though? Like two away games, Barnsley at home, and then a derby. Well, it, that's it. Seems friendly on paper, doesn't it? No, I don't think it does. That's my point. Well, I, think, I think it does. <laughs> I know what you mean. because Derby and QPR aren't the scary prospects. I think it's because it's, it's, three t- it's three teams who are below us, isn't it? And then Bristol. Yeah, yeah that's And we, we, we seem to do okay against Bristol, you know, touch wood. We, I, when was the last time we lost the Derby term? That was uh, the three. Last, uh, last season, wasn't it? But the, the did we lose? One. We, yeah. beat, didn't we, we beat them away, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I'll take it all back. Fuck, what, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, fuck be, all, mate. Lucky not to be in the relegation zone. No, I think I know what you mean, though. Like the, it's teams below us, and then the derby, which all in all we seem to have a good record in. Yeah, and it's um, also the, the Bristol game is a Friday six pm kickoff now. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll all be done by eight o'clock. Lovely, really. <laughs> yeah. Ideal bed by nine. Um, right, moving on. Before we get to the fantasy football and the usual VFTN Hall of Fame, just to kind of fill you in on a former player watch this week. So this week was FA Cup qualifying round four, I think, which is the last round before the first round proper. Ross McCormack was playing for Aldershot. Uh, how do you think he got on, boys? Do you think he won? Do you think his team won? Sorry, what a player like Ross McCormack standard in that in league. the conference, mm. in the conference playing the FA Cup qualifier. You think he'd rip the place to shreds, wouldn't you? Yeah, Tom, do you agree? Well, the fact you brought it up, I'm going to go with no. Yeah, they lost 2-1 at home, I think it was. Um, I can't remember if it was home or away uh, off the top of my head. And he was rated 5 out of 10 by the non-league paper. The, he played in the front three. The other two strikers got seven each. He got five. So, um, I think... See you the workhorses in that set yeah, yeah, I think he's doing well down at the, the shots. So, hopefully, we'll see more of him in the coming weeks. Uh, but they're not in the FA Cup because they're out. So, unlucky, Ross. Um, I thought he was seemed all right at Cardiff, but you know it's funny, isn't it? Um, right, Ben, you have a fantasy football update for us. I do. And um, before I start, I just want to say, can someone with an easy name please do well in the fantasy football? Um, Zara, if I apologise for fucking yours up last time we uh, went over it, appreciate the tweet where you completely pulled my pants down. Um, but this week, our leader is what would Colin do? with uh, 354 points, and that is Matthew Stanlewicz, or Stanlewicz. don't know. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, boy, you're winning. Uh, yeah, out of us, it looks like I am doing the best at the moment with 300 points. I'm in 19th. Uh, you go then to the Ampadouches, Tom Phillips, 266. <laughs> 
and I can't actually see. Oh, yeah, I found you way down in 32nd. Clive Dendonka, Benjamin James, 247. My team name's not even any good, is it? Clive it's, it's, Dendonka. It's, it's all right, Ben. This week you've scored a massive six points. I'll still go in, to be fair. There's a lot of games on. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so... I used... To, there was one year... I don't know if I said this story. There was one year where I won every league I was in on fantasy football. And I was in, like, the top 5,000 on the game. And because at the end of the year, I didn't win anything. I had nothing to show for my efforts, in which I'd, like, you know, made changes and, you know, tinkered with it every week. I was just like, what's the point? What is the point to this if there's absolutely nothing to show from it at the end of the year? Hmm? Well, the winner of our league will have something to show for it. They'll have moment. a prize, and if we go over to and we'll go over to Caduso now, and he'll tell us what that prize will be. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I did it in my head this time. <laughs> right, rounding off the show as always is the view from the Ninian Hall of Fame, and there was a turn up for the books last week, wasn't there, Ben? Because I won. You went big, and it paid off. You got your I first. Went big. Pick. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head what the scores were, so let me find them. But I think I won quite comfortably. Um, with very comfortable. Which, you know, well, I, look, I went big, but I was desperate for a win. So obviously, Tom, you went for the Joma Algarve Cup shirt, which had a respectable 24.5% of the vote. Uh, ben Price, you went for Sean Morrison's hair, only 15%. <laughs> Um, and then I came first with Camarasa's goal versus Leicester with 60.3%. So that's a, a one in the dub column for Ben James. Um, I think it's out 3 2 1 now to you, Tom. I think I've won four, haven't I? Four, it's 4 1 1. 4 1 1. So I'm back, back on level pegging for the first time in a long time. And, and because I've been doing this every week when other people have won, I'm probably going to go first this week because, you know, the winner takes it all. Um, and I, I, this, could be, this could be deemed as going big again this week. Obviously, it's the Derby game on Wednesday. Um, and I've gone for Sean Morrison's video where he was baiting the Derby players about the size of their willies. Um, I mean, it's an absolutely classic moment from the Cardiff City Derby uh, archives. Um, Sean Morrison in what looks like a cab, but it could be, I don't know, someone's car. You know, they do exist. Um, and he's, he's doing a, a banterous video towards uh, Richard Keogh, mainly at the start of it. I'll give you some of the choice of quotes from it. All right, Richie, mate, just want to say you're a mug. You run. Oh, give me the ball. Yeah, I really want the ball. Then I've got the ball and dribble as fast as I can, 10 yards. And I just cut back into the other centre-half because I'm shit at football. Oh, I'm a good centre-half. Oh, I'm good at football. No, you're not. Piercy is up your ass. Alex Pierce so far up your ass. It's an embarrassment. And then, of course, the creme de la creme of that whole, whole video is Shackle as well. Doesn't show his dick. Little insecure C-word. Little tiny dick. Little tiny willy. Which I think is, his delivery makes it. I think it's one of the funniest funniest football videos in the world uh, obviously we're gonna we're gonna post the video with the tweet so you can all enjoy it one more time um but i think yeah sean morrison's video and that little tiny dick little tiny willy deserves the little it. tiny willy in it little tiny willy and then he ends it with see you in a couple of weeks you bell and i just think that whole sequence deserves to go into the vftn hall of fame the child is really in my opinion yeah it's childish but it's funny no, it, it is it is hilarious yeah it is a travesty uh, that he Keogh never got to play at the Cardiff City Stadium with fans there. <laughs> Shouting little tiny dick, oh, little tiny willy. The views would have been amazing. It would have been like the highlight of the season. <laughs> oh, you know, it's his own fault for... I don't know, what did he do again? Was he he can do... He, he got in a car that some other people crashed and he got sacked for it. 
Yeah, but they were all pissed after a Christmas party. He knew they were pissed. It wasn't a Christmas party. It was just like a day. Well, just, 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 yeah, just a night out, wasn't it? Yeah. Look, look, I'm sure there's some legal ramifications by going into detail at who is at fault <laughs> and who is not at fault. So let me just say that that's all. Tom Lawrence was driving. Tom Lawrence crashed him and fucked off. Allegedly. Allegedly, mate. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> he got uh, his license for it. Shh. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, man. <laughs> you might be listening. Former Cardiff player, you might check in from time to time. Fine, Tom, you shit on loan as well. You were shit on loan. That isn't alleged. That is fact. <laughs> 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 right, um, Ben, you can go next because we're both on one, so you can follow me. Right, I've been, t- I've been having a debate about this in my own head all day. I can't work out who to go for, but I'm going to go on Tom's Man of the People suggestion. I'm going for the one and only Don Cowie. All right. Um, this whole thing came up. I watched um, I'm a discussion with a mate and we were looking back at the first season of the Marky Mackay, the League Cup season. And I forgot how good Don Cowie was in the first half of that season. Um, chipped the in Scottish with a Pele. Scottish Pele didn't stop running. If, uh, rumour has it, he's still running now. Mm-hmm. Um, just chipped in with a couple of goals as well. I think for the first half of the season, he was a top goal scorer, which mm-hmm. I never would have put him down to that. And he was on a free. And he just came across like an absolutely lovely, lovely bloke. A don of a bloke, if you will. So my nomination for the View from the Indian Hall of Fame is the one and only Mr. Don Cowie. Strong case for that one there. And it's over to you now, Tom, to round it off. So, you know, Ninian Park has many, many claims to fame. You know, hosting the Pope, beating Real Madrid. But one Bob of them, Marley. Bob Marley. The list goes on, Ben. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it also had the longest standing advert on any stadium roof, and that was the Captain Morgan rum, all splendid across the top of the Bob Bank. And you know, it was there for the, those memorable moments for Real Madrid, for the Pope, for Bob Marley. And you know, it, it was only meant to be there for three years, and it was there for 44, I think. Really? And, you know, yeah, it's something absolutely mental. Like, he was there for so long. And, you know, you, you can't really mention... Well, you, can't, you don't see many pictures of Ninian Park without that advert across the top. And I think you just kind of... Just live long in the memory of many fans. And I don't think it's mentioned enough, to be honest with you. So that's why I'm going for the Captain Morgan's advert on top of the Bob Bank. And what was it replaced with when it was taken off? Hypervalue. So, and then? And then oh. Braces Bread. Braces Brad, and you know, imagine having Captain Morgan's run for forty odd years. I tell you what's a good idea. Let's put hyper value on it. That they really won't be beating on price, mate. Hyper value, value. They won't be beating on price. <laughs> so and it ben works. knows that. Ben knows that because he is. That's taking me back to like old fucking adverts. Jesus. <laughs> Surely it works, doesn't it? Hyper value. <laughs> right, wait a minute. Beating on price. Let's try it. Braces Brad. Come on. What's the, what's the slogan? Braces Brad. That was a nice. Film. Oh, it's on the back of our stand. Enough said. Oh, I didn't oh, know. Oh, I thought it was going to... Okay. Anyway, back to it. Captain Morgan's rum advert. How do you not know that? I just don't know that, mate. I, I'm not a braces man. I'm a... Probably, what, what do I choose? No, we get, our, we, get our, we get our bread delivered by the milkman, which you know, is mental. He's not a bread man. He's a milkman. Do you get milk from him? Get milk, bread, bacon, and orange juice. That's Ooh, nice. Tasty. Oh, it's lovely, mate. We get milk on a Monday, milk, orange juice, and bread on a Wednesday with the bacon, and then you're set for the weekend. Honestly, it's old school, but it's class. It very, very London of you, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's very. That London. is fucking sourdough, isn't it, you prick? 
No, it's just it's just a, it's just a classic <laughs> white. But what's wrong with a sourdough? Sourdough's delicious. I, I, I really like sourdough. I just want it to be abusive. Yeah, I, did, sourdough, I, found it, I found it quite funny. Sourdough and soda bread are the kings of bread. Oh, no, soda bread shit. Anyway, anyway, before we get off topic, the View from Limion Hall of Fame will be live on Wednesday this week, won't it, Ben? Um, as long as I'm not calling to a meeting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, blame the meeting. Why don't you just schedule the tweets in advance? Because huh? you can't schedule polls, can you? Oh, you can't schedule polls, no. <laughs> There's your answer, Ben. So it's not my <laughs> fault. It's not my fault. It's fucking it's Twitter's fault. fault. It's Twitter's fault. Um, and that's it for another week. Ben, what was your favourite part? Um, the end. <laughs> I'm going to hang up on you, you Banter. Prick. Banter. Got a bit aggressive there. Right, are you going to give me a proper answer on this one, Tom? What was your favourite bit? Um, probably uh, your impressions of Sean Morrison. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah, the tiny yeah. tiny really. Yeah, I'll give you that. Get in. Oh, I'm glad I, I leave an impact on you guys. Um, are we going to do a mini pod this week? Who's to say? It wasn't a mini pod in the end, was it? It was a proper long pod. It's probably, it's probably um, going to be longer than this one. Yeah, probably, yeah God. Um, so we'll see what happens at Derby on Wednesday. We might do and we might not. Um, Tom, are you up for it? I'm, yeah, bang up for it, mate. Yeah, Ben? Yeah, well, no, I've got nothing else on, have I? In lockdown for two no. whole weeks. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I can go out. I can go out. It's lovely. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go out as soon as this calls over and go to the shop and buy all my non-essential goods. Um, so, boys, ask, can um, I buy seven? Ream of sh- paper and a bit stapler. <laughs> Kerry Katona's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> and some crayons. <laughs> and some uh, windscreen wiper washer fluid. <laughs> um, anyway, boys, see you next week, Tom. See you, mate. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, it's right, mate. Yeah, it's right. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and